Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rethink Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Paula Makaji, and I'm joined by a special guest co-host today, Andrew Busby. Thank you for partnering with us today, Andrew. Paula, well, thanks. It's great to be here. Today, we're speaking with our guest, Elke Mobius and Ulrik Spett. Elke is the director of Euroshop 2023, Messe Dusseldorf, and Ulrik is the senior vice president of the EHI Retail Institute. Elke and Ulrik are leading the efforts for the upcoming Euroshop event, which is the world's largest retail conferences happening next February in Dusseldorf, Germany. Elke and Ulrik, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paula. It's really great to be here with you. Wonderful to be here. Thanks a lot. So let's just start with what is happening in Europe. What are the retail trends in Europe for this holiday season? Almost like uh, like everywhere around the world, we're in a quite complex situation in retail. And this is also influencing uh, the holiday season, obviously. So what is predicted right now here in Europe, specifically in Germany, is that consumers will probably start very early to buy their uh, holiday gifts because of inflation. As you know, we, uh, we have an unusually high inflation rate almost everywhere in Europe, uh, inflation rates which uh, have not been here for decades. And this is supposed to become probably even worse, which means consumers believe that the earlier they buy their gifts, the better it is and the lower the price might be. We don't know if, if that really is uh, coming true, but that's, that's what is predicted. Uh, also due to the fact that we still have many problems in the supply chains, which means that uh, some products might uh, take quite a long time to get to the consumer's homes. Uh, so that also influences the decision to buy uh, quite early. But then, of course, we have also some ongoing trends which have been uh, here before or all the recent problems uh, that we have. For example, that customers are tending to buy sustainable products, products which align to their personal way of living their lives, of behaving, of looking at the environment, at the way we, um, we buy products. So that is also influencing a lot the decision of which kind of products people are actually going to buy. Then most likely, which is good for the brick and mortar retail and for our stores, is that consumers will continue to buy in stores probably even even more than they did before because we had two years of lockdowns, closed shops, holiday season, which almost uh, to 100% needed to be done online. So that's what, what is also predicted, that this could be a good chance for our stores to uh, get a larger portion of the, uh, of the spendings. So that is three of the, I would say, most important trends we are seeing specifically for this year. Yeah, I was really interested there by what you said there, Ulrich, with regards to, because I'm seeing in my, my role at Software AG is a global one, and I've been looking at global retail trends. And the interesting thing is, maybe it's not that surprising, but it's pretty much similar right across the, the globe. So Australia, South Africa, Middle East, Europe, UK, US, although we have our own particular challenges here in the UK which we won't go into uh, for the sake of time now. But um, LP, if retailers have got it tough currently in 22, and it's going to be interesting what the, you know, the, the holiday season is going to be like, what is it going to be like for them in 2023? So uh, I'd say there are two main things which we are going to see more in stores. One thing is, of course, more technology, because it's no secret that, that the pandemic has 
given digitization a huge push and of course this also uh, is a tendency we can observe at Euroshop because this area is really really growing and the, th the next thing is that I, I think that experience and emotion will uh, play a even a bigger role than ever before, because this is the big uh, differentiator from, from e-commerce and brick and mortar stores need to play their asses, so to say. <laughs> and uh, well, that is, uh, I, I will talk about it later, but this is actually the, the ideal setting for, for Euroshop because it comes at the right time, the show, because they're going to find all, let's say, inspirations for each and every retailer, how they uh, need to, to build their stores and what uh, needs to be in there. And I think, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing that stores are, are uh, I think there's a, a huge, there is a threat there, obviously, with the, the macroeconomic and so on and so forth, but I think there's a huge opportunity. So I think, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to uh, to coming to Euroshop next, uh, next year because I think people need uh, they, they need ideas and they need, you know, yep. get that thought kind of stimulation. So kind of moving on from, from that, uh, across Europe, you know, examples of great, you know, great retail, great retail innovation. And I think by innovation, often people just think about technology, but it doesn't have to be technology. It can be very simple things, but yeah, what, what, uh, what are you saying, um, across Europe? It is a lot of technology, of course, and, and that's, uh, you're absolutely right. That's, a, that's what probably comes to our minds first if we think about trends in retail. I mean, we are seeing a lot of different trials to pilot unmanned store concept, to, to pilot fully, fully automated stores, to test sensors, uh, analytics, um, intelligent cameras inside of the stores and so on. But that's, of course, not everything. So, um, there's, there's another huge topic also when it comes to how do we design and equip a store in the future? And that is sustainability, the, the topic I mentioned before. What, what we are going to see in our opinion is more and more the use of sustainable materials, re recycled materials, natural products, natural materials inside of the stores. Also, to strengthen the image of the retailer as being a sustainable company, something in the past retailers always, I mean, we, we are talking about sustainability. We've been talking about that for many, many years, but in the past, it used to be mainly in terms of the, the products and the assortments uh, offered to the consumer. But nowadays, it's also the way how the store looks like, how uh, materials are used, um, how energy efficient the store is and so on and to also communicate these uh, these points these facts uh, to the customer that is going to become more and more important and if we if we look at energy costs for example of a supermarket using refrigeration cabinets inside of the store and then uh, maybe having and energy costs doubled or tripled in the next months this means the focus on the use of energy efficient technologies inside of the stores will become a further a further boost and um, retailers will also communicate this to to their customers that is another very very important uh, topic and then um as elke already said uh, of course experience remains a very very important um topic to look at for every retailer retailers are more and more trying to become 
not comparable to their competitors to do something different, to offer something different to their consumers. And for example, a good example is the recently opened um, Douglas flagship store in Düsseldorf, so a perfumery chain, which is not only anymore selling uh, perfumes and cosmetics to their customers, but also offers a large uh, number of services for health treatment, for uh, using a spa inside of the store, and um, for doing a lot of things around the well-being of the, of the customers, which has not directly something to do with the products they are selling, but which is more about offering services, additional services to the customers. And that is something which we see in many other retail formats as well. Yeah, I certainly saw something similar in Amsterdam. There's like one flagship store called Rituals, where they have all this wellness treatment, spa, where they use all the products. I think stores are shifting more to the experience on how you use the product, to use the reviews and the experience as a whole. Yeah, exactly. I've seen uh, last week in South Africa, that was in Cape Town, a really an amazing store, and I would call it was amazing because it was a mixed concept. Of course, it was uh, it showed the product, a sports uh, shop. But besides this, there was integrated a bar. Okay, this is nothing really special. But there was a, a DJ uh, playing music that was cool. Then there was a tattoo studio integrated. You could go there and get your your tattoo right away on wherever you wanted to have it. Go uh, bar first. Uh, sorry. <laughs> You go to the bar first. You're probably, you need to, yes. <laughs> and then there was a laundry, uh, a shoe, a sneaker laundry. Uh, so you could get your, your shoes washed uh, and repaired, by the way. And, and this is what customers like. This is not that they just go there to buy shoes. That is one thing. But they, they want to linger there. They want to enjoy uh, their stay there and experience something. For me, one of the directions uh, in which retail is going in the future. That was something interesting you said there, Alki, about uh, wanting to get their, uh, their sneakers, their, their trainers um, repaired, because that's something that I'm seeing more people are, because of the cost of living that we've already kind of covered, people just, they haven't got the money to spend on, on new shoes or clothes or whatever. So, yeah, we're going back to you know, maybe 40, 50 years ago where we're repairing things or we're using Things far more, or with perhaps I think you know the second hand market, uh, which we know has been there for quite some time. I think that might get more and more popular. So I think yeah, it's a good concept. Since I think nowadays with fast fashion, uh, people are using clothes as something disposable. Oh, it doesn't work anymore, so you throw it away, and that's becoming a problem worldwide. So if you can repair or use it somewhere, rent, you know. Yeah, there's there's another interesting example of a of a DIY store here in in Cologne, an uh, Obi DIY store, and they have started to offer um, a fully digitized renting service for larger machines and equipment, which you usually maybe just buy once and use it once, and then for the next ten years it's hidden somewhere in your house and you don't need it anymore. And uh, they have decided to offer the service to everyone 24-7 to be able to simply rent any kind of smaller, medium-sized, larger machines, you, you need to renovate your uh, your home mm. or do something else. And uh, I think that is also a similar direction which we are seeing that not only repairing, but also renting instead of buying. 
in many, many cases is becoming more popular. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, and now I want to know about the event itself. I'm very excited for this next one that is coming. I know that the last one was three years ago, as the event happens every three years. And we had a lot going on these last three years. We had a pandemic. We're always uh, feeling better about that. And what's new for 2023? Well, a couple of things. So first of all, you need to know that, that Euroshop is the show when it comes to retail. And I need to mention that there are so many different areas um, which make it, makes the show unique because everything happens under one roof. So you're going to find everything, every solution for shop fitting, store design, visual merchandising. Then we do have an area for materials and surfaces. We do have lighting solutions and own pavilion for food service equipment. We do have refrigeration and energy management and a pavilion which is dedicated only to the expo and event industry. Retail marketing is a big, big uh, unit in, in our show and last but not least retail technology. So these are the IH dimensions. And what, what is new is, so I would just mention two things uh, that we adjusted a little bit the layout of the planning, that we regrouped uh, the, the, the topics and put those closer together, which belong together, for example, retail technology and retail marketing. They are now placed next to each other as, uh, let's say, both are very digital and the differentiation between both areas is, is getting blurry. Another new thing is that we have a new dimension coming out of shop fitting and store design, that is materials and surfaces. And this all is really, really interesting, especially for architects. As there you're going to find, besides material and surfaces, the designer's uh, uh, village, uh, this is the home for the retail designers, and it's really, really interesting. Or we have an area only for architecture innovations. Well, to make it short, if you are an art architect, you you need to go there because you, you're going to be inspired. Then we do have new, some special areas. I can't explain them all because this would definitely take too long time, but let me shortly mention one. One which is dedicated to the question, how do vital inner cities need to be in the future? Because one thing is sure, it's just more than just retail spaces. This is not enough for, for attracting people into the city. So uh, you need to create occasions and to, to enhance the quality of stay by, by I don't know, offering festivals, uh, offering occasions for families and education. There are many ideas and uh, on a special areas, we are showing all the different ideas uh, which exist and people can they, they can participate and go there vote which idea for them is the most important one to to be sure that inner cities in the futures are attractive for people that it's not just office or so or, or, or dead and uh, i think that is also one of our responsibilities as the the world's biggest retail show to to spend time or, or dedicate areas uh, on this topic that's um, one of the things you said there was fascinating and, that, and it reminded me of the fact that I think that now retail has kind of maybe finally realized that it is competing for our time, not just our money, but our, our time. Yeah, because a family could, so in um, London, you, you might have seen that uh, very recently, Battersea Power Station 
which I'm sure you've heard of, but, and they've built loads and loads of very, very expensive apartments. But last Friday, they opened their um, retail and hospitality area of that, which as soon as I get back to the UK, I'm going to go along there and, uh, and have a look at that because that, I think, is an example of kind of what you were talking about, about wanting to be inspired by the space that you're in. Now, this is huge, but it could be equally a store. So, yeah, as, a, as something is happening in retail and, the, and, the, and the, it's moving, I think despite all the doom and gloom, it's really exciting. It's an exciting time. So I know that Euroshop is the world's number one retail trade fair, because I've just read it off that uh, poster behind you, <laughs> but it is. Uh, and like I said earlier, I'm really looking forward to hopefully being there next, uh, next February. But tell me a little bit about the people that I should expect to meet there. So which countries are they from, the, 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 the companies they're from, the, the kind of people and the roles that they fill. be really fascinating to, uh, to, to learn about that. So speaking about the attendees, you, you would need to make the differentiation between exhibiting companies, so the companies who show their products, mm. and the, the visitors. Uh, that means the people who go there to, to see what they, they want to buy or, or experience. Yep. And um, speaking about the, the exhibitors, so as I said, they, they come from the eight different areas I just uh, uh, mentioned, and the by the way, we had uh, by the la last show we had uh, two thousand three hundred companies taking part at the show, which is really huge from fifty six nations. So you see that it's not just a European show; it's really mm -hmm. a global show. And we had uh, visitors from one hundred forty two nations, roughly ninety four thousand. Wow, that is really really huge and really really international. And the, the people coming to, to, to the show are uh, basically from three areas. These are retailers. This is the most important uh, group, I would say, from each and every part. That means uh, food, non-food, sports, whatever. So each type of retailer. Then we do have the industry itself and we do have the service, service providers. Eurochop is over five days, isn't it? It's five yeah, days, yeah. yeah. I mean, Size-wise, to, to give you a rough idea, if you compare it with soccer fields, Euroshop would be a little bit more than 17 soccer fields. And that you would believe me, because if you run a soccer field, whew, <laughs> it's quite a long distance. Or right. it's even uh, bigger than the, the city center of the historical town of Dusseldorf, which is also huge, because you find there are many, many bars, and uh, the show yeah. itself is bigger than the city center. So just as an aside, when, when, how soon, I guess I need to start thinking about booking my flight and hotel now without many people descending upon the town, the city. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, booking your ticket, may I recommend you to do so early because that is really, really my recommendations. Yeah. Uh, accommodation is limited. Dusseldorf is a nice city. But uh, the capacity is limited, and the closer you get to the show, the, the more expensive it gets. So book down. Well, I was in Dusseldorf earlier this year for Erosis, which is the technology event, like specific for technology event that uh, you, you, you promote. And how is Euroshop different than Erosis? So Euroshop is uh, the event where all the dimensions of retail are being shown. From shop fitting to, to technology, everything. 
And as I said, it happens only every three years. And Eurosys is the part which uh, is dedicated to retail technology only. So we took part, we, we took the part out of Euroshop and staged it as a standalone show in the years when there is no Euroshop. And of course, that, that goes without saying that retail technology is, is really developing fast. It's, it's driven by innovations and these innovations need an annual platform. And this is why we're having Eurosys annually. And whenever there's Euroshop, it's integrated in the, in the big event. And I remember when I, when I was at your event at Eurosys, I, w I couldn't stay, I couldn't stop saying wow. <laughs> and I was talking to someone from your team and they were like, oh, if we're saying wow, it's this one. Wait until Euroshop. So I can't contain my excitement for the next show. <laughs> It's breathtaking, but if I can give you one or two recommendations, and I mean it seriously, if you come to Euroshop, wear sneakers, wear comfortable shoes, because you're, you're going to walk a lot. It's a huge, huge fairgrounds. It's 17 pavilions, and it's, uh, yeah, you, you need to calculate at least two days because otherwise you, you don't see everything unless you focus only on one dimension or so. Do you get uh, do you get people attending for all five days? Yes, sir. it sounds it sounds yes. like you can easily fill five days with everything that's going on. Yes, and I, I'm pretty sure that uh, after five days you haven't you have not seen everything. No, but, but most of the people are not are not staying five days. Um, mm. so. so the average length of stay is two days. Two days. Okay. I will stay the five days. I want to see everything. I'm sure Andrew as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. If you're going to heaven. <laughs> so the main recommendation for Euroshop is book your hotel and flights as soon as possible. Wear comfortable shoes. How do you recommend booking meetings? Because if the event is big, I'm sure it's some logistics when talking to the, to the retailers, right? Yeah, and also um, download the app of the show because then uh, you, you see who is there. The database is already online. We have a tool that is called My Organizer where you can compile your your individual exhibitors, products and events you want to see or you want to attend. And uh, of course, you can also use the matchmaking tool uh, I would really recommend to fix the appointments with the exhibitors beforehand because the show is really, really busy and you, you, you would not like to risk the, to not to see them. Maybe then they're busy if, if you're not book the appointment. Yeah. And Ulrich, are you going to have, uh, I remember last year there was this beach lounge that EHR had. Are we going to have a beach in February in Dusseldorf as well? Not a beach, but mountains. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so our uh, well, our uh, our lounge every year has a different yeah, topic. Call it that way. And uh, we are planning we are planning sort of a a, a mountain landscape for the, for the next one. It's not not really planned yet, but that's the idea so far. And uh, compared to Eurosys, it will be a lot bigger. So there's hopefully enough of space also for you guys to come to get a coffee anytime no, you want. Have to. A coffee <laughs> or something else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe just one thing to add um, regarding the meetings. So uh, the fairgrounds, they offer really a lot of, of possibilities 
for meeting rooms uh, if, if you need them. There's two large conference centers. There's meeting rooms in many of the halls. So uh, if, there's, uh, if there's a need for any kind of meeting infrastructure, it is available. There's a, there's a lot of possibilities to, uh, to do so. For people coming to um, coming to Euroshop, what would you recommend as some of the stores? I think already you mentioned uh, earlier in, yeah, the, uh, in the show. I would, any uh, others you'd call out? Yeah, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of lot of retail innovation to see always in 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 the whole area. So not only Düsseldorf but also the surrounding cities. Even even Cologne uh, is just around fifty kilometers away. Very easily to be reached by train. And in the whole area, there's uh, there's a lot to see. Um, it's not New York, but because it's different, uh, we, mm. we do not have the huge Nike flagship stores uh, you may, you might be able to see in in New York. But you have other uh, very interesting things to see. Um, and we always publish a store guide beforehand uh, for this the, the Düsseldorf and Cologne area, which includes uh, every store which is worthwhile to see. We recommend, so this will be available in a, in a digital format, and we recommend to use this also to prepare the trip because there's not, there's not enough time to see everything. So depending on your interest, whether this is more food or non-food or something else, it makes sense to, to spend a little bit of time beforehand to plan your store visits. Uh, mm -hmm. because you, you might also, if, to get from A to B, you might need to use the train or the tram or something, the bus or something else. Um, and that, that makes sense. But I promise there's probably much more to see than people expect usually because mm -hmm. uh, Düsseldorf is not, as I said, New York, London, Paris or another l large capital. But it's uh, retail-wise, it's uh, extremely interesting always. Maybe one remark from, from my side, as Uli said, uh, Dusseldorf is not New York, but it has really its positive sides because it's the so-called 10-minute city. You can each, uh, you can reach easily the airport. The airport is literally 10 minutes away from the fairgrounds. So you see the fairgrounds from the airport that is so easy to get there. And the same uh, with the city center. It's uh, really convenient to hop on the train and five minutes later, you are literally everywhere. That makes it simple to explore the city. I've heard about Edeka that is next to the, the main train station where they have a champagne bar and they have a... Uh, a Michelin-style restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. So that is that is always worthwhile to see, even even if the store is not uh, not a new store in terms of it has been opened for open for a couple of years. But it's if you haven't seen it before, it's one of the most uh, exceptional examples of uh, of grocery retailing. I would say you can see and. Uh, there's other, in terms of supermarkets, uh, there's one of the winners of the Euroshop Retail Design Awards is a, is a Edeka retail, retailer, Edeka food grocery store in Essen, which is half an hour yeah. north of Düsseldorf or something like that. And this store is dedicated to the history of the city, which used to be one of the capitals of the coal mining industry in, in Germany. And the store includes a lot of elements of that time. It's really fascinating to go there. So that's just another, another great example of food stores you can see there. Amazing. And I remember this year I also went to Cologne 
and I experienced the just check out technology that Revit has in the city. And that was something interesting as well. Like it was the first time I was experienced that in Germany. And it took me a little while to get through the app in German, but the experience was incredible. It was very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and Paula does so much stuff flying and travel that she's on first name terms with the pilots now. She's all around the world. She, she has the, yeah, a lot. <laughs> and Paula, if you come to Dusseldorf and if you go to Edeka Zurheide in the city center, I'll join you for the glass of champagne. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, definitely that. So thank you so much for joining us here today. It was great talking to you and I cannot wait to see you again in person for a glass of champagne and also for the show. So thank you so much for joining us and see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.